shut everything else off right now. Let's just get our focus in. Praise the Lord. Lord, help me. Thank you. I'll just start with me. I thank you, Lord, to help me just get my mind, my focus centered in right now. Praise the Lord. Let's just begin to pray. Father, we love you. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for this evening. Thank you, Father, for this evening. Thank you for your holy presence. Thank you for your goodness. Praise the Lord. Thank you for your joy. Hallelujah. Thank you for your peace. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you for doing all those things, O oh Lord, that it's impossible for us to do and to take care of. Thank you, Father. That we can trust you and, and uh, rely on you and just lay back in your care, O oh God. And that's our faith uh, at work, O oh Lord, is we just, just, just to reach out to you tonight. Thank you, Lord. You're such a wonderful, holy Father such a good father taking care of your kids praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus father I just I, I just thank you Lord that uh, as the purpose of our gathering tonight is to is to get into your word and a little bit oh God and just to uh, open up ourselves for the for the, uh, the Holy Spirit to speak to us and to minister to us and to teach us and guide us and give us revelation, O oh Lord, to grow so that we can grow in the Lord. I just thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit is, is going to do that, that we that we uh, don't be, cause any hindrances, O oh Lord, that uh, we'll just truly, every one of us, open up our hearts and, and receive something uh, tremendously special, something that is very peculiar, particular, uh, very specific, uh, that you want to say to us tonight we give you the praise for that and the glory for that in jesus precious name praise the lord now father i just thank you uh that uh that you minister everyone here lord that everyone uh, that everyone receives wellness and and health if there's anything oh lord that's amiss in anyone's life uh, any any sickness oh lord any pain anything that's distracting in those ways i thank you lord that you'll minister to them right now right now in the name of the lord we praise you for it father in jesus name in jesus name praise the lord praise the lord sing this little chorus father we love you father we love you we love you and in your presence bow father we love you we lift our hands to you we love you and in your presence bow let's sing it to jesus Jesus, we love you. Jesus, I love you. I love you and in your presence bow. Jesus, I love you. 
I lift my hands to you. I love you and in your presence bow. Sing it to Jesus again. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. I love you and in your presence bow. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. I love you and in your presence bow. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah to the Lord. Hallelujah. I bless you, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We love you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, manaka selebando raboso bele diti andalera savanda rabarasu tia setiakai. Hallelujah to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. I have your joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart today. I've got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. Down in my heart, down in my heart, I've got your peace that passes understanding down in my heart. Down in my heart today, and I'm so happy, so very happy. I have the love of Jesus in my heart today. I'm so happy, so very happy. I have the love of Jesus in my heart. Isn't that a good song? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many of you have the peace of God in your heart tonight? Aren't you glad that the joy of the Lord is your strength? Amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's worship the Lord with our tithes and our offerings. If the ushers would please come, take your places, you know, around the passing out envelopes. If anyone needs one, amen. I just want to encourage you. Listen, listen, guys. Take advantage. Take advantage of uh, of a time to honor the Lord. Always take advantage of a time to honor the Lord. It, it, it's it's your pleasure. It's 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 um your privilege to be able to take a time to worship the Lord and to honor the Lord. You know, it maybe you say, well, Pastor, you know, Wednesday night. That's not Sundays. I always you know do my ties and so on. It's okay. But this, it's an opportunity to worship the Lord. Okay. It is an opportunity to worship the Lord. It's an opportunity to worship the Lord. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. No, you know, it's not that your dollar, you know, maybe it will make or break. I do, I, I'm not saying that, but that's not the point. The point is this is an opportunity 
to to worship all right listen i'm going to give you uh, uh, this is the word to attach your faith to in your giving actually it's a phrase okay so you're ready it's, it's a good phrase and the phrase is the blessing of the lord say it with me the blessing of the lord the blessing of the lord the blessing of the lord this is the little phrase that that just uh was uh, big in my heart this afternoon the blessing of the lord and i was thinking on that i have lived monica and i have have lived we've been cared for by the blessing of the lord all of our christian lives we've been cared for we've been ministered to we've been taken care of by the blessing of the lord and i'm not talking i'm, I'm not actually talking about uh the house a house i'm not talking about the house we live in i'm not talking about a car that we drive i'm not talking about i'm not even talking about the money that is, in, is or is not in my pocket the blessing of the lord i'm not talking about I, i'm not talking about that because those things those things are products of the blessing of the lord praise the lord everybody say the blessing of the lord uh, the the blessing the blessing of the of the lord are the declarations of god's promised provision for you and we live by the blessings of the lord he has made declarations of his provision for you the scripture says in proverbs 10 22 says the blessing of the lord it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow to it he's not he's not just talking about the blessing oh look, he gave me a thousand dollars makes me rich no it's talking about the words that god has spoken over your life we constantly live in the blessing of the lord he has blessed us praise the lord in fact he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings amen i'm about to get to preaching amen the blessing now watch it it says the blessing of the lord it maketh rich the word means accumulate to, to it makes it helps it accumulates it produces accumulation which produces you know riches like we would say with things and he adds no sorrow to it i love the the living bible have you ever read that scripture in the living bible proverbs ten twenty two. watch what it says it says the lord's blessing is our greatest wealth the lord's blessing is our greatest wealth and all our work adds nothing to it amen god told Abraham I will bless you that's I'm speaking he, he says I'm speaking my blessing praise the Lord on you so we just thank God that he has blessed us and not cursed us amen praise the Lord now what do we do we carry that over and the product of the blessing of the Lord are is the care that he has for our lives Deuteronomy 16 and 17 says every man shall give as he's able according to the blessing of the Lord so here we go we're gonna release we give to the Lord according to the blessing of the Lord your God which he has given you amen praise God uh, when you're ready you can bring your offerings to the Lord amen praise God
awesome week going around here with uh, Vacation Bible School this uh, this week. Mel, uh, why don't you come give us a little, uh, can you give us a little synopsis? of? Sure. Um, we have a total of around 135, 140 kids um, from the newborn age all the way through seventh grade at VBS this year. And so that's awesome. That's about 40 more kids than last year. And today, was they're learning how to shine for Jesus. Our, our theme is shine. We're missing an H and an N, but it does say shine. And um, they're just, they're getting filled with the Word of God. I mean, the things that they're learning is really rich in, in Scripture and memory verse. And, um, and it's, and, and they're every day, they participate more and more in worship. Today, um, in our Bible study time, they had the opportunity to pray the sinner's prayer if they had never prayed that before. And we had around 35 kids come up and ask Jesus into their heart. And, um, and, they're, and they're very excited. And a really special little point, um, one of our volunteers brought neighbor kids that don't come to church. And the, it, it's two or three little boys. And at the beginning, they said, we don't believe in God. We don't want to be here. And by Tuesday night, they told her, we do believe in God, and we want to come to church on Sunday. That's good. <laughs> well, give the Lord a hand. Praise the Lord. Amen. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. I just want to say a big thank you to Amy and uh, also to all the volunteers. We just had a huge turnout of volunteers, and, uh, it, you know, you guys are making it happen. Holy Spirit is making it happen. Amen. Well, tonight we're uh, con uh, continuing on our worship um, um, series, and uh, tonight Miss Debbie is going to be sharing with us. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to ask her to come on up, get your Bibles out, and... Uh, all your study material there, and let's just see what the Lord has for us. Okay. Amen? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Hello. Hello. Okay. Well, glad to see you guys here tonight, and, and everybody's doing well being compacted together, and, you know, not in your regular spot. Real, real proud of you there. Um, you know, this is work th uh, week three of Worship Without Limits. And I've really enjoyed Melissa's teachings the last couple of weeks, and I've really gotten some good insight out of it. Uh, tonight is my turn, and I really believe that the Lord has chosen something for me to share that's kind of on a more practical aspect of worship. So what I'm going to share with you tonight is uh, about enhancing the corporate worship experience for yourself. And uh, I could also subtitle this and call it Musings of an Old Worship Leader. So however, however you want to take that is fine. But before uh, we get into it too much, for the two or three of you that don't know me, I want to give you a little bit of background. Uh, I've been coming here to this church since, uh, I believe, the second, the second service. Maybe I thought it was the first, but they tell me, no, I wasn't at the first service <clears throat> uh, back in 1984. And uh, back then, Pastor led the worship and Monica and Karen Stahl and myself, we were the choir. And, and I don't know if you've ever been blessed to uh, get to sit under pastor as he leads worship. It's incredibly awesome and, and a great anointing. And after, after a while, I don't know how many years or weeks or months or whatever it was, the Lord told him that he couldn't continue to lead the worship and you know preach every Sunday. So he came to me and asked me if I would pray about taking over as worship leader. And um, I, I knew nothing about worship other than that I really enjoy it. 
and I don't read music, and I don't play an instrument. I have no musical training. I prayed that 20 camels would show up on the doorstep, and they didn't. <laughs> but, you know, I really, I, I was thankful that my pastor believed in me to do it, and I really believe that God wanted to train me up and anoint me to do it. So I said yes, and, um, and I led worship here from, uh, I believe it was the first service. We moved into this building in 1992, two, one, okay, 1991, until uh, I stepped down about three years ago to try and let some of these young chickens take it over. So, and what's so amazing about that is that after all this time, I'm still learning about worship. And I found out that you never arrive, and you never say, well, I know everything there is to know about worship. Because I'm amazed at how much the Lord continually teaches me about the simple act of worship. And even though tonight we're going to focus mainly on, on corporate, the corporate worship experience, you know, we need to remember that worship isn't just for church services. It encompasses all that we do. You know, worship is woven into the very fabric of our being. From the beginning of time, worship was, and worship will always be. For me, worship is my go-to, if that makes sense. And even as uh, recent as last night, whenever I, I was having a very frustrating evening, and that's when I go to worship. That's when I go into worship. Because I, I had a choice. I could have gone in and gotten, stayed mad, upset, frustrated. But I went into the living room and I turned up a worship CD as loud as I could get it. Because what it will do is it'll draw that attention of that thing that's trying to be right here. When you begin to worship and get into the presence of the Lord, that stuff will just kind of begin to fall off of you. And as I've learned through the years that where worship is, the enemy can't stick around, you know, and so that's always a good point to remember. Worship is really um, an amazing love that God has for us. Even though we're coming into his presence, the Bible says in Revelations 4 that uh, thou art worthy, this Revelation 4.11, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. So we were created for God's pleasure. We were created to worship. You know, some people think, well, I was created to be this businessman, or I was created to be this mother, or whatever. We were created to worship. And what's so awesome to me about this is that we come into God's presence and we lift up worship to him because it belongs to him. He's, he's worthy. He is worthy. It's, it's all for him. But in his love and in his mercy and his compassion, he will take that worship that we bring to him and somehow he will kind of, uh, the only word I can think of is boomerang it back to us to where it comes back to us to build our faith and to give encouragement and bring us healing. And that's why so many times we can come into a service and go out of here feeling like we can conquer the world. 
because we've been in his presence worshiping, but in the same time, that worship that we're giving him is encouraging our faith. Um, you know, I have a song for everything. I believe you're my healer. I believe you are all I need. How can that not encourage your faith? Because you're still telling him you're my healer, but it's stirring you and your faith to say, you know, he is my healer. I can stand on the word and believe for my healing. Or, um, in the presence of Jehovah, God Almighty, Prince of Peace, troubles vanish, hearts are mended in the presence of the King. That'll encourage your faith. Well, you know, and there, there may be somebody in here and you're saying, well, I don't always go out of here feeling like I can conquer the world. Well, it's your lucky night. <laughs> because I'm going to share with you tonight some practical secrets to enhance your corporate worship experience. And then we're going to actually practice the presence of the Lord with one of my favorite worship videos that could take you to a different level in your worship if you will let it. Okay? So if I were to take a survey in this room tonight, I, I can look around and I'd say I know 92% of you personally and could say that you're old hands at worship, you know, that you kind of what you're doing. But some of you may not be, and some of you may have been like I was years ago, raised in a denomination, a good little Episcopalian girl, and the only worship that I knew about was onward Christian soldiers marching. He was Episcopalian too, he can relate, yeah. Marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. So I can remember those times when we first started going to a non-denominational church and coming in to where the worship was like, it was frightening and freeing all at the same time. And we kept coming back. And, but there is nothing like being free to worship the Lord in a way that will draw you closer to him. So most of, of what I'm going to, my tips I'm going to give you, tips tonight, are going to come out of, of Psalm 100. And I'm going to read it to you out of a couple versions here. Very familiar scriptures. It says in verse 1, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. I like it out of the Message Bible. It says, on your feet now, applaud God. Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into his presence. I like the way they say that. But as I was uh, kind of looking up some of the words that go with this psalm, there are so many action words in it. And, you know, last time I preached, we, I preached about peace. You know, it was a gift that Jesus left us, but we have to go pick the gift up. This is very similar. They're verbs. So I'm just going to real quick just pull out a couple of words in this Psalm 100. The word make, make a joyful noise. Make means to begin an action. Serve means to give service and respect. Do a superior. Come 
means to move towards something. Know is to be convinced and be certain of. And enter is to go into. So this action. Worship is about action. So I have five tips I'm, I'm going to give you. And then we're going to practice the presence of the Lord. Amen? All right, you ready? Tip number one, and it comes from verse uh, four, is enter his gates with thanksgiving. And that sounds simple enough, doesn't it? But you and I both know what Sunday mornings can be like. You know, you wake up and you say, bless God, we're going to church today. And then you can't find the kids' shoes. And then you drop makeup on your white pants. And then the dog throws up. And everything your spouse does gets on your nerves. Would anybody? Nobody's going to even raise their hand. <laughs> so by the time you get to church and you walk in the door, all you can think of is, A, I need coffee. And B, can I check my kid into Kids World yet? <laughs> right? Yeah. So here's my suggestion. If, if that happens to fit one or two of you that are in here, when you get to the door, take a deep breath. And before you walk into this sanctuary, you make the conscientious effort to shake it off and remind yourself how thankful you are for all of the blessings that God has bestowed upon you. We all walk in here in the natural. You know, there isn't a little harp that goes off when you walk in here that just whoa, transports you into the spirit. So we have to determine to be thankful when we walk through those doors. So you get to your seat and silently or out loud, just let the Lord know that your desire is really to give him the honor that he deserves. Repent if you have to. Adjust your attitude. And one of the biggest lies the enemy is going to tell you is that person sitting next to you is not going through anything and they don't have any clue and they all think you have your act together. But you know what? Everybody's going through something. Everybody is. Nobody's perfect. I used to say about the worship team that if we only let perfect people on the worship team, the platform would be empty. But no matter what you're going through, do as it says in Psalm 104, and enter his gates with thanksgiving. And if you can't think of anything to be thankful for, be thankful that you got to wake up another day. If we can come into this church, into this sanctuary, with enthusiasm, with desire, and with the right attitude, just think about how that's going to open up the door for God to move here on Sunday mornings. Amen? So tip one, determine to be thankful when you come in. Yeah, tip two, leave your judge's hat at home. Psalm 100 verse 3 says that God made us. We didn't make him. And Matthew 7, 1 says, if you don't judge, you won't be judged. <laughs> Sunday morning is not American Idol, and it's not the worship team's greatest hits. It's a group of people that have huge hearts for worship, and they spend a lot, a lot of hours practicing and praying so that you and I can come in here on Sunday mornings, shake off the world and draw closer to God. 
Nobody's paid to do it. It's truly a God heart thing. So, I, I'm pleased, I don't want to come across like I'm fussing because really when I put these lessons together, they're more for me than anybody. So just say Debbie's talking to herself. So if, if we were to come in and refuse to enter in because A, I don't like that song or I don't like that person that's leading, you know why? It's, it's sad because what happens is it creates a barrier where you can't give everything to God that he deserves and that wall that, that goes up keeps that boomerang, for a better word, from coming back to you and you don't receive the blessing of it either. Honestly, I don't adore every song that is sung but I do adore the God that they're singing about. Amen? And if I will get over myself, then we can open up that opportunity for God to speak into our lives through worship and open up our hearts to receive the word that's about to come forth. Psalm 102 says to come into his presence with singing. Come is another one of those words that requires action. You know, I, my poor friend, Portia, I always like to pick on her. You know, if I say, if I say, Portia, come, let's go get ice cream. But you say, well, what kind of ice cream? Well, is it chocolate? Is it vanilla? Am I going to, am I going to like it? Is it going to have sprinkles? Is it going to have sprinkles? And all this time, I'm trying to pull her and say, come, come on, it's ice cream. Come on. Do you see the comparison there? Don't make us drag you into the presence of the Lord. <laughs> Come, enter. Here's another little shock that might come to you. It's not the worship team's total job for you to enter in. The congregation has a very important part in helping to facilitate the move of the Spirit in our church services. I hope you will receive this because I'm talking to myself. Okay? Tip number three. We have to be very careful that we don't worship worship. We don't want to become a worship snob. That, you know, that means that we put the emphasis on the worship song instead of the one that we're singing about. You know, the beat has to be just right. The author of the song has to be someone that I really love, really dig, they're really rocking, they're off the hook. I had a young man come to me years ago and after service, and he said, I don't like that song you sang today. And I was thinking, okay, well, it was scriptural. I don't know why he didn't like it. Maybe it wasn't his style. That's cool. But I politely and lovingly told him, thank you, but I answered it too. I answer to God and I answer to my pastor. And when they tell me to quit singing it, we'll quit singing it. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. And everybody enjoys different styles of music. But let's always be conscientious to keep our focus on who, who the worship is really for. You know, I know uh, the scripture's been shared 
during this series, John 4.23, the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such the Father seeks to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And I like what the uh, Adam Clark commentary says about that. It says, a man worships God in spirit when under the influence of the Holy Spirit, he brings all of his affections, his appetites, and his desires to the throne of God. And he worships him in truth when every purpose and passion of his heart and when every act of his religious worship is guided and regulated by the word of God. Not the hip worship singer worship song person who's I don't even know who's who's it today but be careful that we don't worship worship amen all right that was three we're moving right along okay so so far we're gonna be thankful we're gonna leave our judges hat at home we're gonna be careful that we don't worship worship tip number four is dis the distractions. You know, the enemy's going to try and do everything he can to prevent you from entering in. So it's up to us. We have to make the effort to limit the distractions around us and place our focus on the Lord during worship. And, you know, how, how do you do that? You've got this room of 250, 300 people, and they're coming and they're going, and so much is going on around you. Well, here's a few things, suggestions you can try. Eee, come on time. I know, I'm going to meddle. I'm going to meddle here. For metal, not metal, metal for a second. You know, I liken this to, um, does anybody else have a DVR that you record programs on? Well, Bob and I have a DVR, and whenever he has control of it, he'll start the program and it'll be 14, 15 seconds in and he'll start it in the middle of a word. Well, I don't want to start in the middle of the word. I want to start it at zero so I can get it from the very beginning and really grasp onto it. Whatever. <laughs> See, that's the way to me worship is on Sunday morning. Oh my goodness. If, if you have to walk in and the song is half over, and you've missed the, the spirit of, ooh, of that joy of coming into his presence, and you come in halfway through, it, it can be distracting. Uh, another thing you can do is change your seat. What? I mean, I know a lot of you are already in a dither tonight because we've moved this around, but Lord, change our seat. Move closer to the front. Close your eyes. You know, these are simple things. But we live in an overstimulated society. And sometimes you just have to shut it out the best you can. You know, there was one, one service years ago when service was over, and, it, you know, I thought, bam, that was a good worship service. Now, my next teaching will be on humility. But, <laughs> and so, you know, service is over, and someone's walking up to me, and I'm thinking, you're going to tell me what a great worship service it was. And they came up to me and they said, did you see Suzanne's shoes? Now granted, Suzanne Lawrence wears some really sassy shoes. And I'm not dogging her about wearing the sassy shoes. My point about this is 
you have to be determined to not let the distractions of things going on around you or what color Monica's wearing or what color Mel's wearing, we gotta get past that. We gotta, gotta put our blinders on and diss the distractions. And I love Suzanne's shoes. <laughs> okay, tip number five, my favorite. Remember sometimes that worship can get messy. You know, worship in a corporate setting isn't always two fast songs, a mid-tempo song, and three slow songs. It's not always a perfectly timed, choreographed song with three-part harmonies. You know, sometimes worship is three or four chords played over and over and over. You know, I, I get so blessed many times through the years. I'd come in through the door out there to come in the office and pastor would be in here on the piano worshiping and just playing unto the Lord. And it was so refreshing. I would just want to sit down against the wall, you know, and worship with him. It doesn't always have to be a choreographed song. Um, example. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Worship is a heart thing. So I want to encourage you to, that we don't get so tuned in to a particular style of worship that we can't be open to other avenues of praise. And that goes for us um, mature folks, and it goes for the younger folks, too. You know, we got a lot of good stuff from our time. And the young people have a lot of good stuff, worship stuff. It's all good. You know, have you ever heard Rick Seamus worship on his saxophone? You can't tell me that's not worship because it's, it's his heart. And he'll just, he'll just play something that's not on a music sheet anywhere, and you can just go off into the presence of the Lord. Or how about Ivy? You know, when Ivy strays from the program, which <laughs> Ivy and program don't go together. <laughs> but he'll just go off and worship unashamed. How about the ones that come down to the front and they dance or they kneel or they laugh or they run or they jump? Well, my sister, that's not how we worship here. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. And you know what? There are a few of us in here that could probably stand to get messed up in our worship a little bit. Psalm 100 verse 1 says that we are to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. The word joyful means to exult, to triumph, to leap for joy. 
I don't know how anyone could exult, triumph, leap for joy without getting a little bit messy. You know, and I'm not saying you have to get out and run the aisle every service either. But how about taking a step? Taking one step beyond where you are now. How about lifting up your hands sometimes? Oh, just try it with one. If, you, you know, if, if two is too much, man, let's just let's try one. Because you know what? It's scriptural. <laughs> yeah. It's scriptural. It says in Psalm 63, 4, I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. Psalm 134, 2 says, Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. 1 Timothy 2, 8 says, I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands in prayer. It's scriptural. Or if you're not a hand clapper, branch out. Try clapping your hands. It's scriptural. Psalm 47, 1 says, Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. You know, and that's another little great side note. That's how I really started learning scripture, was, was through worship, you know? Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God, and knoweth God, he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Come on. Beloved, let us love one another, First John 4, 7 and 8. I say, still the only way I can remember that scripture. <laughs> okay, that was just a side note. All right, we were talking about getting messy. Okay, so try lifting your hands or clapping your hands. If you aren't a dancer, eh, maybe try tapping your toe. Psalm 150 says that we're to praise him in the dance. To some of you, that is getting messy, and that's okay. All I'm asking is that we all let go and let God God grab a hold of us during our times of worship. And now having said all that, uh, Lauren, if you'll get, get ready, we're going to practice the presence of the Lord for 11 minutes. Yes, 11 minutes. That's a very short time compared to eternity, but to some people, it would probably seem like an eternity. This is a video uh, from a recent worship event uh, with Carrie Job, who's a tremendously anointed worship leader. I'm going to tell you the song starts out very normal, and I'm going to also tell you there's opportunity for you to get distracted, there's opportunity for you to judge, there's opportunity for your mind to wander, and more than likely feel the need to get up and go to the bathroom. But I'm challenging you, stay with it, because about somewhere between five and a half and six and a half minutes, with a few simple chords, it starts to get a little Holy Ghost messy. And about eight minutes, when you think it's done, the room full of people begin to pull, pull on the presence of the Lord. And God is present in their midst. So I invite you to worship with me actually 10 minutes and 52 seconds <laughs> and let's worship the Lord together and then I'll come back
And everyone said, amen. Can we give him praise one more time? Come on, give him your highest praise tonight. Your highest praise. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Psalm 150 says, Hallelujah, praise God in his holy house of worship. Praise him under the open skies. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his magnificent greatness. Praise with a blast of the trumpet. Praise by strumming soft strings. Praise him with castanets and dance. Praise him with banjo and flute. Praise him with cymbals and big bass drum. Praise him with fiddles and mandolin. Let every living, breathing creature praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Deb. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you write all those, the tips? Those good with tips, good tips. Praise the Lord. Write the tips. Hallelujah. I think a lot of times we talk about the corporate experience so much in church settings. Uh, it's not that the um, private experiences of worship experiences are not important. They're extremely, extremely important. But sometimes in those kinds of experiences, you, you don't deal with the same kinds of hindrances. You know, when you're alone and, or whatever, you, you don't deal with the same kinds of hindrances, plus the challenge many times of the principle of unity, of coming together in unity. Have you ever noticed, I don't know how you judge this or, or gauge this, but when there is a group of people, the closer in unity they are in the things of the Lord, the easier the atmosphere is for spiritual things to happen. Have you noticed that? Second thing that I've noticed over the years, too, is the level of expectation. And I think many times corporately as we come together we get very familiar with our church we go to a conference high level of expectation we've driven halfway across the country we flew in an airplane we paid big money we got in a hotel we got already we got a high level of expectation we come to church you know sunday um etc we get a little familiar we get familiar with god we get familiar with our church we get familiar with our preachers our teachers, our, our worship people. So there, there's different kinds of distractions, different kinds of challenges in corporate worship. Yet the rewards of a congregation coming with the spirit of faith and expectation, togetherness and unity, drawing on the power of God is absolutely phenomenal because when it all comes together, miracles break out. And we pray a lot of times isolatedly for miracles to happen when we have, we, we have a lot to do with in, 
creating the atmosphere for the presence of the Lord to break out in power and, and in miracles like we long for. Are you here or not? Praise the Lord. I thought these, these tips were wonderful. And Psalms 100 is, I guess, one of the, the second psalm I learned to quote. First psalm is 23rd psalm. You know, I learned that in Sunday school. 100th psalm was probably the second one. Uh, because it, it, it just teaches us so much. But the tips of, uh, as I was just going through here and I was writing, I wrote them, write them all down. You know, the first one, determined to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. How that applies in the corporate setting, entering into with, with thanksgiving. A heart of thanksgiving is a heart that's open to be touched by God. Because, you know, a thankful heart towards someone like God, uh, th that's the opening for intimacy. It's the opening for communication and fellowship. So uh, the, the thanksgiving... Uh, leaving the judge's hat at home. Uh, I, I like your comment, it's not American Idol, you know. <laughs> you know, so we get a bad note once in a while. Nobody's going to flash an eight or a nine or a seven. Uh, but you'd be surprised subconsciously where you throw those little, you know. Here's my thought, though, on number two. If you're having problem with number two, revert back to tip number one <laughs> enter into his gates with thanksgiving don't worship worship so good um, here again if you're having trouble with number three revert back to tip number one praise the lord distractions the tool one of the tools of the devil praise the lord I, I'm the same as you. Different things distract me in my private worship as well as in my in corporate worship. Different things distract me. Uh, distract me. Sometimes I'll, you know, you know, Monica and I puncture. She'll punch me, and you know, and I can tell she's right ready to slap me. But anyway, you know, there's all kinds of things, noises, children, trouble, some person, whatever. But um, I, I, I'm. I'm, I'm going to apply this one if, if I'm having trouble there. I'm going to revert back to tip number one. And number five, it being messy, I'm going to revert back to tip number one also. Praise the Lord. This is just good, though, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Uh, I, I think we're, we're uh, looking at the subject of worship and enjoying uh, God working with us. One of the things that I really sincerely feel like, and please please listen to me oh you know i think sometimes you guys don't you don't you know i talk but i don't know that you really get it what i'm saying but listen to me i really know in my heart god he he is one of his things right now is to help us to uh grow spiritually in the area of worship and I think we think we know everything and we don't know everything and we can become stale and it is, it is just another area where our lives can become so much more joyous and so much more exciting and so much more vibrant as we, as we 
we dig into this this subject a subject of of really learning to worship God and God then touching us back amen praise the Lord thank you so much praise the Lord we'll continue next week also and um, um, let's see let's stand to your stand to our feet I'm going to dismiss you our prayer partners are going to be around the front and uh, let's see Joel Johnson's going to be sharing this Sunday you don't want to miss that Saturday is a big you know it's it's a big all-day thing I know vacation Bible school continues then sat, uh, Saturday is what's the name of the conference? Fearless. 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 The conference, the Fearless conference, uh, starts at nine in the morning, eight thirty for breakfast. Really, yeah, muffins and all kinds of stuff, you know. So hey, come hungry in a lot of different ways. Oh, wonderful! Praise the Lord. So other other church, yeah. Hey, you bring your other church friends too, you know. You're not like stealing from another church. Bring them on Saturday. And they might be really, really, really blessed. Okay. Prayer partners are going to be around the front. I just speak the blessing of the Lord over you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. You live by the blessing. Hallelujah. He has spoken his word over you. You're blessed going out. You're blessed coming in. Praise the Lord. You're the head and not the tail. Praise the Lord. Enjoy the rest of your week in Jesus' name. Amen.